Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the next edition of the big broadcast known the world over as the Jiggy Jaguar Show. I've got to make my microphone adjustments. I've got to make microphone adjustments. This man. This man. And uh, thanks for joining us this week here on our big broadcast. We want to thank everybody. Um, I was just getting ready to go to my guest, and he's out. He's nowhere to be found. So Let's do this. You need to go help these folks. Go over to sportthunder.com. Search. Be part of the journey to the podium. That's right. The Daring Jet Team at sportthunder.com slash D-A-R-I-N-G-J-E-T-T-E-A-M. That's right. Give some of your hotter money today because the Daring Jet Team is one of the six Jet One Cup World Championship competing Fighter Jet Teams. The Jet One Cup is a modern gladiatorial contest where contestants engage in aerial skirmishes in the first ever fighter jet air-to-air combat competition. Six teams of two fighter jets, two real computer gamers, weapon simulation operators, and eight pit crew members. A spot that merges the audiences of Formula One and eSports for a completely new adrenaline-fueled form of entertainment. Go over and help these folks today. They need your help. Go over to sportfunder.com slash daring jet team that's d a r i n g j e t t e a m and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide give us some of your hot our money right now Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us that the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-991-7014. 800-991-7014. That's 800-991-7014. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. 
incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. We have got a brand new GoFundMe campaign. We need you to give them some of your hot or money. Over there at E-Luggage Luxury Shipping Services. They take your luggage to your destination so you don't have to. This is absolutely amazing. Carlton Chandler with us today. The project team has not yet produced a working demo, but they do have a concept. Their ability to successfully produce a prototype may be affected by product development or financial challenges. Check it out today. These folks really need some of your hard-earned money. Over there at Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search the letter E, luggage, luxury shipping services, and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia, worldwide. Give them some of your hard-earned money right now. The Jiggy Jaguar Show has been broadcast online over the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network for over five years running. Success and loyal listeners worldwide from the UK to the central part of the United States. To advertise over the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network, please email our sales reps at kjagradio at kjagradio.com. I think we have got our guest. We are going to find our guest. And uh, we will get him in here. And then we'll get a hold of IQ Rizzoli and the rest of the crew. Get everybody in. And we shall see what happens. Okay. Apparently he is unavailable. So we are going to go to IQ Rizzoli and supposedly I talked to him five months ago, according to So we will see what happens here. IQ in here. Maybe. There's IQ Rizzoli. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Thank you. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> By the way, how was your trip? I heard you. I'll tell you, we had quite the uh, quite the fun. Um, I am going to be putting up a video a little bit later on of uh, me basically getting paddled by uh, a woman by the name of Pagan the Stallion. So uh, that is that is going to be quite entertaining. So I'll, I'll I'll get you a link as soon as I <laughs> as soon as I get that up. And uh, let's see if we can get our guest in here. I tried to call him earlier, and uh, he was supposedly ready to go, and uh, he was all excited. And then I called him, and I didn't get nothing. So we're gonna but see if we how can. Is, how was your Arabian slave girl? I'll tell you, she is fantastic. She is amazing in person. Uh, she invites to her room? You know, if I would have been talent tested, I could have probably went to her room. But, uh, 
but I wasn't talent tested, so uh, that was that was not going to be happening. However, I did have a very interesting uh, conversation with her at the bar on Thursday evening before the convention started, where we talked about all sorts of different things as far as production goes. Um, I'll tell you, you know, the porn industry, everybody and their brother is having to become their own editor, having to become their own lighting guy, having to become their own everything. And so it is very interesting to see and hear what some of these conversations are uh, about how they set up their productions and, and do all these things. So it was it was quite entertaining. Um, I did wear my Christmas suits, which are always uh, really fun. Um, Brittany cannot stand them because I'm not wearing I'm not wearing them during Christmas. But my view on this is that that's why I don't wear them during Christmas because everybody else is wearing them during Christmas. So, but uh, I sent you another one, Jiggy. <laughs> okay, I no, will. About ten minutes ago. I oh, think, I think okay. Well, and I haven't I haven't checked email here in a few, so I will do that. Uh, as we go on here, but um, IQL Rizzoli, Don Mazzella, and uh, I am going to attempt to get our guest in here. He is now trying to call me, so I'm going to try to get him uh, in here. It's wanting me to not. No, we're not doing that. I'm going to add him to the call. We're not. We're not going to. We're not going to hang everybody up and then call everybody back. We're not doing that. Skype is just so strange when it comes to adding calls and uh, doing all the various things. But um, so Don, uh, I, you have uh, quite the book. Oh, there he is. Our guest is Oh, our, our guest is with us. Okay, well, we have finally <laughs> hey, made Jiggy, connection. Hey, Don, I finally got Skype all figured out. Finally go. got him got him connected in here. Uh, we have got a great guest with us today. He is fantastic. He has got an interesting book. Um, I am um, very interested to chat with him today. <laughs> this this is going to be interesting. Uh, Derek Bolin is with us. Derek, tell me and Don and IQ a little bit about your book. Yeah, so uh, the book, James, there's this narrative that the, the rich don't pay their fair share of taxes, that they made all their money uh, off of the poor people, and as the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, and that they all just inherit their wealth in perpetuity. All of those statements, completely false. The rich are wonderful for society. They pay far more than their fair share. Most of the billionaires and millionaires today made it in their lifetime. Uh, CEOs are not overpaid. They're like elite athletes, and they get paid about one-tenth the amount of an elite athlete, yet they create trillions in value. And uh, corporate citizens like Amazon and entrepreneurs like Bezos and Elon Musk, they bring nothing but prosperity everywhere they go. And uh, the philanthropy of the 1% is, is second to none. So I just, you know, James, it was like I had to bring out the the true narrative, and it really resonated. the The book was uh, number one in the first week of April, number one nonfiction bestseller in the Wall Street Journal. Hmm. What's the title? Uh, the title is In Defense of Wealth, 
a mm. modest rebuttal that the rich are bad for society. And defense is spelt like defense for a hockey team. I guess that's the Canadian way to do it. But <laughs> lots of things in the book, are, uh, in the US, the UK, Australia, it's very common. Uh, you know, what rich people do for society, it's, it's very common as, as you go around uh, different countries in the civilized world. Well, this this book is well, in, is incredible. In, you're in the right ahead, place. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, it's it's true. But uh, can you give us some some uh, nuggets that we can, that people can uh, walk away from this? Uh, oh, absolutely, Don. Absolutely. So, first of all, uh, let's start with uh, the uh, as the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. That's a myth. The business of creating wealth causes the pie to get bigger, and it's it's totally unreported. But uh, poverty levels in the state have declined radically since the 60s, and uh, poverty levels globally declined by about 50 million people a year come out of poverty. And as the world went from 15 billionaires in 1980 to 2,755 today, the percentage of the global population living below the poverty line declined from 45% to 22%, and the trend continues. Uh, to go downward. And then on taxes, the rich don't pay their fair share of taxes. So federal taxes in the United States bring in 1.6 trillion in revenue. It's a big revenue generator for the uh, federal government. And everyone says, oh, the rich don't pay their share. While the top 1% of earners in the United States pay 40% of that income tax. And by the way, this year that's that's being filed, the 2021 tax year, 57% of workers will pay zero federal income tax, which means that that 57%, the we are the 99, you know, they are getting a free ride courtesy of the 1%. And by the way, the 1% don't mind that they pay more taxes than everybody else. I think it starts to get become a bit of a burden when you start to work more than half of your year for the government. But in general, that's how it works. And uh, in, in states like California, it's even a sharper declination. In California, 50% of the state taxes are paid by the 1%. So they pay far more than their fair share in taxes. And then if you look at a uh, company like Let's just say Amazon, and people are like, oh, Amazon, you know, they, at, at Jeff Bezos, his, his wealth went up so much. Like, I don't know about you guys during the uh, COVID disruption, but a lot of people got packages delivered to their door, and, and the value of Amazon increased $570 billion. And people were very, very interested in the fact that what Bezos owns of Amazon went up $57 billion. <clears throat> and it did, because he founded the company. And it was a lot of hard work to make that company. So, yes, his value went up $57 billion, but no one talks about who got that other $513 billion as Amazon went up. And uh, it's primarily institutions like banks, pension funds, labor unions, insurance companies, and other institutional uh, investors. They own just over 60% of Amazon, and the rest are shareholders like you and me. So when someone in the United States gets a loan for a car, a pension as a teacher or a fireman, or strike pay for a union or home insurance after an event, there's a little bit of Amazon wealth making all of that possible. And then, by the way, that increase of $57 billion and uh, over half a trillion dollars for everybody else, that's a one-time increase. But what happens every year is Amazon employs and pays 1.6 million employees. And they have a job for everyone. Whether you, you never finish school, like, like even grade school, they have a job for you. If you have a master's degree from Penn State, they have a job for you. And they pay more than $46 billion out in salaries every year. 
every year, you know, on and on. They do other amazing things, and, and nobody knows this. They always demonize Amazon, and you could look at, at, at uh, Tesla, you could look at Oracle, you could look at Microsoft, you could look at uh, Berkshire Hathaway. They're all phenomenal uh, wealth creation stories like this. They're just insanely good for society. So that, that might be three nuggets I might, uh, I might throw out on that one. Maybe you should talk to AOC. <laughs> Which one? AOC. What's AOC? Alexandria Ocasio. The politician, the yeah, stupid they... woman. Oh, is she? Um, she, she is, is a left of talks... center politician, right? Yes, the stupid woman, completely utterly stupid, <laughs> always accusing the rich, keeping the money. You really should talk yeah. to her. Socialists love money more than capitalists. Agreed. They just don't like the people who make the money to be able to choose where to spend that money. <laughs> and you know the, the funny thing about about uh, her is she's whatever she says is amplified by the press. There's a big uh, bias in mainstream media in the United States. So in the, in the states. 31% of the population is right or far right, 24% is left or far left, and 43% are moderate. And it's been like that for quite a few decades now. However, when you look at mainstream media, and uh, Arizona State and Texas A&M found out that only 4.4% of reporters are on the right, 60% are on the left. And so you get this giant bias you know, coming out with, uh, well, you, you see it in the presidential campaigns. The uh, mainstream media in general is highly biased towards the left. And, you know, this, it's sad because it means that the young people, millennials, 1981 to 1996, and Gen Z, 1997 to 2012, they currently see socialism as an equally desirable alternative to to the left. In uh, the US, it's 60% on the left, and in Canada, it's 73% on the left. But they don't talk about, you know, what really happens in socialism where you start, you know, distributing the wealth. Like, China went communist in 1949, and tens of millions of people died. Venezuela is a more contemporary case study. So Chavez nationalized the industries, and he said, I'm going to distribute the wealth. And they were a very wealthy country. They have one of the, the world's largest oil reserves. But since becoming a socialist country, 90% of Venezuelans are now below the poverty line. And uh, inflation in 2019 was 10 million percent. That means if you were a teacher on a pension, your pension now can barely buy you a loaf of bread. And the average Venezuelan has lost over 20 pounds in weight due to malnourishment. And, and uh, you know, this, this expression, if, if you're not uh, left of center by the time you're 24, you don't have a heart. And if you're not right of center by the time you're 35 you don't have a brain and somehow there's this catering towards socialism right and uh aoc all of them bernie sanders elizabeth warren and they're they're catering they're really it's populist catering to a younger vote who doesn't really understand the consequences of their choices or their preferences were one of those politicians to get in office well they're going to they're going to pay for it now with under biden with the inflation going the way it is, they, Correct. These, young, these young people will not be able to eat. Or, or buy houses. And uh, yeah, it's happening. Well, you, you're, getting the, you're getting the left of the left. And then when Biden says, you know, like, oh, you have to pay your fair share, he's totally ignoring the fact that the 1% pay more than their fair share. And um, implementing a wealth tax on the wealthy doesn't work. 
Uh, the U.S. has tried it. Multiple countries in France have tried it. Uh, when France did the wealth tax, so in 1988, they had a very socialist uh, president, um, Holland, and he implemented a wealth tax. And he said, oh, it's only half a percent to one and a half percent of everything the wealthy people own. So whatever you already bought with your after-tax dollars, every year you'd have to pay a half to one and a half percent on that. So it was a double tax. So it triggered a massive migration of wealth creators and entrepreneurs out and it raised about 26 billion over 17 years in in revenue but france as a country lost 125 billion annually from the departure of wealth creators and uh, macron canceled in 2007 he said it's all well and good to want to spread the wealth but first you need to produce create the wealth before redistributing that's how it works and all the people who were laying the golden eggs we're leaving and taking their money someplace else. It's happening in the States today. California is sending billions and billions of dollars to Texas, Arizona, Nevada, and Florida. You know, in uh, California, the average public sector wage is more than the average private sector wage. And there's more public sector employees, highest personal tax in the union. And um, there's about 100,000 millionaires in California. And I said the uh, top 1% pays for 50% of the uh, tax. The um, top 0.5%, uh, which are all millionaires in California, they will pay $30 billion out of the $90 billion raised in state taxes for the state. And the state will ironically have a $30 billion surplus. But these people are now all starting to relocate. So Elon Musk doesn't have to sell his homes or anything in California. He just has to get another home in Texas. But along with Elon Musk... Uh, goes all of his philanthropy along with Elon Musk goes uh, SpaceX is in te uh, Texas now the Gigafactory for batteries is going into Texas um, everyone knows Microsoft is the largest software company on the planet but few know that Oracle is the second largest and that has all gone to, to Texas their new headquarters is going to be in Austin all those jobs all that tax revenue, all the philanthropy, everything, leaving California going. In fact, California loses every year. You think it's so beautiful, it should have a net immigration. California loses every year a city the size of Anaheim. About 360,000 people leave California every year. And uh, they've just, that's the most uh, socialist and um, unfair taxation scheme in the United States. And you can see that it's diminishing the wealth of California and it's sending the wealth outside. Derek, I have to ask you, what's your background? So I'm an engineer and but I but I started an IT consulting firm. And uh, I did this book during COVID and I did it after selling two thirds of my company. And I sold two thirds of my company for over a hundred million dollars. And everybody said, oh, you know, that's gotta be so amazing. And it is amazing. And I, but I didn't make that money, all of it. I made a good portion of it because I started the company, but I also had 102 shareholders who helped me along the way, and they made a bunch of money too. And what, what people didn't realize is I had been running this company and building it for 26 years. And during that time, I paid out over $4 billion in salaries, taxes, rent, leases, office equipment, $4 billion I put into society. And then at the end, me and the shareholders got a small plate of just over 100 million, like small relative to that. And people don't realize that, just like Bezos. Bezos is making most of his money for everybody else. I made most of my money for everybody else, but I got something at the end. And um, you cannot become rich 
without giving and spending most of your money with other people and, and other services. And the other I thing you, about- you, are, you are such a refreshing voice, honestly. <laughs> I mean it. Look, you are you are successful because you worked hard for it. Mm-hmm. And you know and you know your subject. I mean, from what I'm listening, I believe you know exactly what you're talking about. I have absolutely no doubt that the figures you gave now, I can double check them and you are right. I'm not going to double check them, but I'm just saying, I, that's my impression. And you yeah. deserve what you got. Ah, thank you. Thank you. No, no, and, I'm not trying to... Uh, no, 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 you're, you're bang on. And my book, that's why I put so many citations in my book. Like I put citations in my book. Like if you want to know where that fact comes from, it comes from uh, the United States government. It comes from, you know, uh, a credible news source. It comes from Google Scholar. Like these are actual stats because nobody believed me when I wrote the book. Even my publisher said, that's not true. You know... I told my publisher, I said, listen, 70% of all billionaires walking the planet today made their money from scratch in their lifetime, and 88% of all millionaires walking the planet made their millions in their lifetime. And my publisher didn't believe me. My publisher said, no, everybody inherits their money. And I'm like, no, they don't. Most people make it. When people say, when people go after the 1%, they forget that 1% is going to be a different group every generation it's very very rare that people can hang on to their money for more than three generations 70 percent of people who have wealth will lose it by the time their grandchildren are are adults they'll be back you know in in the uh in the general economy and for those that do manage to retain it 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 means that the the kids have worked really really hard to continue to build that legacy but it's not the rule it's the exception and so you're right all these stats I had to really, really work for them, really, really prove them out, because even my publisher didn't believe me. How long did it take take you to to put it together? It it took me a year to write the book. That was quick. Yeah, it was quick. (laughs) And then it took me six months to get all the citations. For for instance, uh, uh, my publisher said also, oh, if you had $10 million, there's no way you could lose that in your lifetime. And I'm like, if you have a billion dollars, you can lose it in your lifetime. And, and, and so she made me get multiple citations showing that this happened. And so it was a year to write the book and then another six months to really beef up the citations so that – because all the things I'm saying in the book are – they're, they're against the grain of what most people believe. And, and she just wanted to make sure that I had sound, uh, sound proof. You know, in, in looking at that, I looked at lottery winners. And uh, <laughs> the lottery winners that win like 100 million, 70 million, you know, Powerball winners, 70% of them, almost 70% of them are broke and in debt two years after winning the lottery. That's why the lottery is now, instead of giving a lump sum, they say, we're going to give you $1,000 a day or $100,000 a year for life. Because they know if they give someone, you know, all those millions all at once, there's a high, high probability that most of them will be broken in uh, two years. And so when you look at that and you think, if you're um, children of somebody who made a lot of money, you're just like those lottery winners, and you're going to have to work really, really hard to hang on to that money, and harder still if you want to grow it. Derek, let, let me uh, uh, throw something at you. I, I had someone on my show which pointed out that a majority of children do not want to follow their parents into the family business. Correct. If you, you know, if you think about it, making money and being an elite athlete uh, 
that has a lot to do. Uh, they're 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 very similar, and if you look at it, there there are very few athletes and actors. The majority of athletes and actors, their children say, "I don't want to be an actor," or "I don't want to be an athlete." You know, there's a few who do, like Bobby Hall and Brett Hall in the NHL, or Archie Patton. You know, um, and then you you've got, or, or was it Archie Manning? Uh, anyways. Uh, very few kids do exactly what their what their parents do. Sometimes, you know, when you have a parent who's a doctor or a lawyer or an architect, one of the kids will become that. But you're right. It, it, it each person on this planet has their own needs and interests. And uh, sometimes, if you go to them and say, "Look, I'd like to give you a lot of money, but I, I have to give you all the responsibilities that come with the money," they're like, "I don't want to." No, that's the unfortunate part. They see their parents working 24-7, and they don't want it. It's true. It's true. And, and you know, everybody wants to manage your money for you, and they make <laughs> it look like it's a sure thing, and everybody who says that says that their, their secret sauce is that they'll have a relationship with you. But really, they just want to start uh, getting at your money, you know, and uh, it makes it hard for the next generation on, on knowing who to trust and how to run it. And so families that are successful moving down multiple generations and, and moving the wealth, uh, they, they typically have a family office. They work very, very hard. And the reason that most families lose their wealth is actually just communication within the family and knowing when you need to bring in a professional to do part of the work and when a family member can do part of the work. Because just because you're a family member doesn't mean you're suited to do everything your parent did. Exactly your point there. And uh, the few who can run a family office for a few generations do amazing things. The Borghese family which was a merchant family in Siena, Italy. At the same time, the Medicis were a merchant family in Florence. So Siena and Florence are very close. But in the day, if you only had horses, they'd be quite a distance. The Borghese's were wealthy when uh, one of their children became the Pope. And if you go look at the Vatican, it's Linnaeus Borghese in big letters at the front. They, they built the Vatican for their son. And then they, uh, they have the Borghese Gallery. Half of it's in the Louvre and half of it's still in Rome. But the Borghese family is still running 800 years later. And uh, they're still a very wealthy family, uh, billionaires in their own right. They have makeup lines and uh, bottled water lines and other things. But this is a family that's been able to do it for 800 years. By far the exception. Absolutely not the rule. Yeah. Well, you know, you bring up um, about the, the media, and that's absolutely true. If you see uh, the stories of coming out of the New York Times about uh, the Supreme Court, um, uh, the uh, the leak in the Supreme Court. My God, you think the world is coming to its end? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. Like um, the free enterprise system is is really suffering a crisis of confidence right now, and it, it's easy to understand when you're young the emotional appeal of socialism. You know, it's a viewpoint founded on compassion to take care of others, and it also plays well politically. It's very righteous and it's virtue signaling. And the politicians know the 1% is not enough to vote them in office and not enough to vote them out of office. But the 1% is absolutely necessary to pay for the government programs once they're in office. And, uh, and I think much of the dialogue that we have, again, because of this bias in the media towards the left, much of the dialogue about socialism in our society is profoundly sanitized. The true costs of socialism are so dear, you know, as I was saying about Venezuela. And, um, you know, 
I think that if you looked at an athlete and like uh, quarterbacks like Tom Brady or the Manning brothers in the NFL, like I, I, they're superstar athletes, right? Part of the desire to be. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.